On this first Shocktober episode of 2013, we discuss ATM, the movie that really captures the horror of watching ATM. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. Yeah, I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> and I'm Elliot Kalen. Hey, guys. You guys expecting me to do something? Hey. What's up? Hey. You look at the calendar? You having a look at the calendar? I don't yeah, like, I heard, I heard no. the theme music. The I heard the theme music kick in. Dan, you know that my parents were killed by calendar. I, I'm sorry. Calendar man? It's, um, man it's a very calendar. special time of year. <laughs> a man, calendar There's man? a man bitten by a radioactive calendar. <laughs> Wait. And from that point on, he had the power to produce one Far Side cartoon a day. <laughs> Man calendar. They're mostly about cows. Basically, yeah. it's Gary Larson. I mean, the thing is, once you see it, you flip ahead to see the future ones, and then once they come up, you're like, yeah, I saw this one. <laughs> it's not I get it. Uh, but when, you buy, when you buy a page a day Far Side calendar, what you're really buying is a hard-to-read book of Far Side <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> a book that you throw away daily. It's a poorly formatted book of Far Side cartoons <laughs> that you flip through once, then throw away. It's like uh, like an advent calendar. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. make you fat. Just kidding, Gary Larson. I hurt you. And your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Shocktober. Ah! <gasps> uh! The most wonderful time of the year. Yay! I was shocked. Now, Dan, is it called Shocktober because of the electricity? No. It's because of the fear it strikes into the hearts of all. Now, what... Wait. Where are you, are you oh. shocked that I didn't make a joke there? Why are you looking at me? I thought you'd do a sound effect okay. or something. Way! Yeah, there you go. Or like a Shocktober... You gotta see what I was doing. In this yeah, it was those are the change you forged in life, Stuart. You did. <laughs> He's dead. He's here to teach us a lesson. We're both visited by the ghost, Mr. Wellington. <laughs> yeah. We're real Jacob Marley. Tonight yeah. you'll be visited by three spirits. Whiskey. <laughs> rum. Okay, and come up with yeah, a third teetotaler. Yeah. Uh, uh, vermouth. Yeah, all right. Barely. <laughs> it's kind of a gross <laughs> it's one. It's a wine. It's a fortified <laughs> wine. But... Uh, uh, Bartles and James. <laughs> no? Okay, that's a brand of wine. Cooler. <laughs> uh, cooler than wine? Uh, uh, wine with sunglasses on. <laughs> all right, yeah. Yeah, you, you aced it. You aced the test. Oh, good. So Congratulations. I'm bar- so I'm president of bars now? Yep. Put on these sunglasses. Now you are a yep. cool dude. I you become a president by these. passing a test, I guess. <laughs> um, so it's Shocktober, and what does that mean, Daniel? It means we watch nothing but trouble. horror movies. We watch nothing month, but trouble. The Dan Aykroyd masterpiece. <laughs> we watch horror movies for the month of October, which means we watch two horror movies. <laughs> and I am, Sometimes three. I well, am, not this year. A few things delight me more than the excitement of Flophouse fans when Shocktober is arriving, knowing that All the speculation. It, just, it just means two horror movies. <laughs> In a row. And, and we often Rather watch... Rather than two horror movies <laughs> separated out, by maybe a month. <laughs> separated by, like, maybe a Catherine Heigl romantic comedy or an action film. Mm-hmm. But we love that you're so devoted to Shocktober. It truly is, as Dan said, the best time of the year. And uh, tonight we watched... To me, this is why we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is because I think when Dan, All those and I first, bullshit. when Dan and I first started podcasting without actually recording it and just sitting around bullshitting over a bad mm-hmm. movie, it it's was primarily podcasting. the horror movies. That's not Wait, what's a podcast then? You would have to be recording it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then putting it 
in a the, pod. In, in a pod, pod and okay. burying it for 100 and years. And shooting it to Earth. Okay. Because Krypton is going to explode. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's quite a shock. <laughs> yeah. Tober. <laughs> so, anyway. Tober Grace. Um, let's get a little. Let's. You, so, are, wait, you so already watched, know this because you watched. You looked at the name. So we of watched this a horror movie podcast. tonight, or was it a horrible movie? Well, well let's find. Yeah, we got a couple minutes. What yeah. was the movie, Daniel? It was a little movie called ATM. ATM, like from Wizard of Oz. No, ATM, like she's evil. The, pre- the pretzel place. Oh, a- Auntie Anne's pretzels. <laughs> the pretzels are killing people. <laughs> the letter A period, the letter T period, the letter M period, but without the periods. Oh, okay, the okay. ATM. So it stood mm-hmm. for a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the porn abbreviation for ass to mouth. That's what we watched. Whoa, tonight. whoa, what, what, whoa. what? Uh, inappropriate. Stuart, why uh, would you say why that? Why did I say that with Dan's face? <laughs> Last I checked, this was Shocktober and not inappropriate language Tober. <laughs> I apologize. So ATM. This has always been an all ages podcast. Yeah, thank you. you. Know, it's primarily for the kids. <laughs> for the fucking kids. <laughs> it's, it, it's like the hula hoop, you know, for kids. For kids. It's a dingus for kids. Uh, so Dan, ATM, that sounds like one of those horror movies about an evil ATM that eats people. Or maybe it's like an ATM possessed by the soul of a killer. It's like The Lift, or Deathbed, the bed that eats people. Yeah, or Chucky, the doll movie. (laughs) Or Ginger Dead Man, the gingerbread man that kills you. Yeah, Yeah, or or The Beast with Five Fingers. Or Jack Frost, (laughs) about that terrifying Michael Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) I like, like, uh, I'm surprised... (laughs) This, if I wrote a Simpsons spec script, and this is why I'm never going to get hired for The Simpsons, I'd write a joke where they, they rent Jack Frost, and it's a terrifying horror movie, and they go, ah, and they return to the video store, get the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, and then watch and go, ah, and return yep. it to the video store. 1% of the audience would love that joke. Yeah. Uh, so, now we watched a movie about um, ATM people trapped in an ATM kiosk. Now, well, That sounds pretty scary. What would yeah. be scarier than... Did they than, not get money out? Are it's they the middle. Yeah. It's the middle of the night. Someone stole their identity. It's the middle oh, of... Oh, man. No, they didn't. It's the what? middle of the night. It's, it's free- like the movie Identity. Identity. That's what happens, yeah. where John Cusack's identity gets stolen by that little yeah, kid. By, yeah, by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a movie. Okay, now now I'm interested. So Melissa McCarthy plays a little kid, and does, she's in the brain of John Cusack. Melissa McCarthy just stole John Cusack's identity, but which identity was it? Oh, oh no, it's Pruitt Taylor Vince. Okay, there's your movie it's called identity thief no it's called you know what it's called uh multiple identity thief and so you steal the identity financially of a crazy person and that crazy person's other identities come to kill you for revenge so it's like the crook the crook is on the run being chased by a killer who could take any form from his identities <laughs> that's amazing where that's, can i mail my seventy five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> so you can mail it to my hand right now okay <laughs> Just write on the envelope, Elliot's hand, then put it in my hand, (laughs) and then I'll write that movie for you. Thank you. How many nude scenes did you want in that movie? 50. 50. You got it. So all of wow, them. Wow. I didn't know there were 50 scenes in a movie. I just learned something. There will be in this Every one. Every three minutes, I want a nude scene. <laughs> okay. So ATM. Should we talk about what this movie is about? Because the uh, plot sure. is very I thought you said it was thin. about people trapped in a fucking ATM. So I think we're done. we're introduced <laughs> to a, a colorful cast of characters. There's Blonde Guy, Brunette Guy, and Alice, blonde and Alice Eve, Blonde Girl. They all work at a Wall Street company, and the Blonde Guy is sad. It's Christmas. But the Blonde Guy's sad because he... Just lost one of his clients' money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a holiday party. He's not going to the breaks. He's not going to go to it. Yeah. Then he does, which is good because Alice Eve, his coworker that he has a crush on, and is who there. Wouldn't? And who wouldn't? He, Alice Eve. He She's a ten, dude. In a scene that She's goes on, out of my league. <laughs> he he. I was going to say it, Dan, but. <laughs> 
I'm glad that someone said you're, this one. You're totally wrong. She is you Star are totally Tre- in oh, her league. thank you, buddy. She is Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what other movies was she in? She's a real, some other British movie, I assume. Yeah. Probably another British. fucking movie we watched here. I don't remember. Some with Jared Battler or something. Yeah, yeah. Gremlin Battler. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, she was probably in Olympus Has Fallen. Gremlin Battler. Okay, so anyway, uh, he kind of fumblingly asks her out. Uh, the blonde guy asks Alzeve out in a scene that takes 17 hours <laughs> where they're just kind of mumbling and nervous with each other. Well, they're right. explaining how nervous they are, just yeah. like people do in normal conversations. Alzeve spends yeah. a lot of time talking about how nervous she is, which is hilarious because she is Alzeve and she looks like Famously Alzeve. confident. <laughs> no, I just Famous like, for her confidence. It's kind of like bland guy asking out Alzeve. There's no reason why she should be nervous. I mean, she's kind of bland, too, though. Yeah, but well, she's in so... in this movie, she is. Okay. Stuart mentioned, bland. or I think maybe you mentioned... She's, she's not a space doctor, like in mm-hmm. Spoiler Alert, Star Trek, Spoiler <laughs> Alert, Into Darkness. <laughs> spoiler Alert, they go into darkness. <laughs> Uh, she is, as one of you guys mentioned, she's one of those women who's so pretty, everyone's too intimidated to talk to her, mm-hmm. and it makes her nervous, because she thinks nobody likes but her. But also, it seems like both her and the hero may be mentally challenged in some they way. They also the way are they flirt. a little mentally handicapped when they talk <laughs> they to each like other. seem like 12-year-olds. Okay, now... Her he- beauty is like Cassidy's strength in the Preacher comic book, <laughs> where he, Wait, never, he, doesn't, not- he doesn't actually have to learn to fight, because he's too strong. I she's so you. beautiful, she doesn't actually have to learn how to flirt. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I get it. Just that's one for the the kids out there. That's listening. one for the preacher fans. <laughs> for everyone who was reading Vertigo <laughs> comics fifteen years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now can you uh, compare it to Death, the High Cost of Living? Somehow. Oh shit! I don't know. Um, the She's art like, isn't that good. Okay. It's Chris Pachalo. Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, I the got one of the best comic artists whose art is unreadable at times. <laughs> Anyway, well, I could talk Along about... with Bill Sienkiewicz. I, I could, no, Bill Sienkiewicz is Sienkiewicz, amazing. Oh, sorry. He's amazing. He's a visionary. I'm going to see him at no, Comic-Con next week and tell him that you said something bad about it. It is occasionally it. unreadable. Uh, but moving on. So, because we've gotten about three minutes into the film. <laughs> Luckily, it's a 90-minute movie and there's almost no plot. No. So he agrees to drive... The hero, I guess you'd call him. Wikipedia would disagree with you. There's like six <laughs> paragraphs of plot on the he plot agrees to He agrees to drive Alice Eve home thinking, hey, maybe we're going to hit it off and I'm going to put my penis in her vagina tonight. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> his, so many words. his douchey... I'm surprised he didn't say it from the rest of the dialogue. Yeah, his, his douchey friend also wants a ride home and is a real third wheel, especially... Played by, played by Josh Peck from Red Dawn. Red Dawn. He also plays the douchey younger brother in Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. Now, he says, hey, I'm hungry, I want pizza, but I don't have any cash. Can you drive me to the ATM and then drive me to the pizza place? And then I swear, I'll leave and you can mac on her. Mm-hmm. So, they go to the ATM. Uh, the and blonde in guy... A, in, in a fit of narrative petulance. convenience, <laughs> he parks way far away from the ATM. The driver, the blonde guy, parks... Set like a hundred, four hundred feet from the ATM. Way to, too far. Because well, it's, it's a nice night. They want to go for a brisk walk. No, it's right? not a nice is, night. It's, it's very it's below zero. It's below zero. In it's Winnipeg. late at night. They're in Winnipeg, the saddest city in the world, a mm-hmm. scene in the saddest music in the world, one of my favorite movies. And they, he just decides to park there and make his friend walk. His mm-hmm. friend goes in and then comes back. Uh, my card's not working. Can you give me some money? So the blonde guy goes in with him. Alice Eve sits in the car for a little bit. Uh, she's already noticed that the driver has, was it St. Christopher's Medal or something like that for travelers? Uh, she goes, she's getting cold. So she decides to do what we would all do if we're cold, go out into the cold yeah. and join them in the ATM. Only that's when... And she was complaining that his car wouldn't lock, so she left her purse in there for some reason. Yeah, the car would... She couldn't get the car to lock, so she left all of her things in there and didn't stay with the car, but... Mm-hmm. Airtight. Airtight so far. So they're in this ATM kiosk, but uh-oh, 
a shadowy figure in a parka is staring at them from across the parking lot. And there's nothing scarier than a man in a parka. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. You know you're dealing with a monster if yeah. he's wearing a parka. Right up there with a ghoulie mask and a white painted... Uh, a ghoulie mask? Shatter. Yeah. They make those? A fan of the ghoulies. <laughs> a ghoulie mask. Yeah. No, that would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. A Jeff ghoulie mask, ex-husband of Tanya Harding. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, they're all in there. And They're in there, boy. and Parka Buck guy is just staring at them, and they immediately assume this is dangerous. And I, it would be kind of scary to just have a, yeah, a, why not? a guy you can't see his face. He's in a park. His, his face is hidden in the shadows of his parka. I mean, he's standing movie serial killer style. Like, yeah. Legs akimbo, just still. Just <laughs> yeah. still. That was that gangster, wasn't it? Legs akimbo? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm stealing. That was That's a joke a ga- on, Freak, gangster mall. On, uh, on Freakazoid. They had a character named uh, Arms Akimbo, I remember now. Uh, so I apologize to the creators of Freakazoid, <laughs> which is, I guess, Steven Spielberg and Amblin yeah. Entertainment. Yeah, send them 33 cents. Or I whatever. will not do that. The the stamp <laughs> to send it to them would cost more than that. Uh, so anyway, they're like, uh-oh, there's a scary guy there. I guess we'll stay here and be scared. Us two men and one woman will be frightened and stay inside. Of just a guy standing in a parking lot. But then a guy walking a dog comes by and the parka man beats him to death. Uh, so they're like, whoa, this is shit just got real. At least knocks yeah. him out. He beats, he literally slams his face against yeah. the parking lot pavement over Creating and over. The I mean, the human body can take a lot of punishment. <laughs> There's Elliot. just blood all over the place, yeah. and he never gets up and moves ever again. <laughs> but the only emotional response this movie elicited in me was when the dog laid its head on its dead master's body and then ran away. <laughs> That was the only. That was the yeah, one moment it of emotion. His soul was leaving his body. <laughs> yeah. I had to chase it to the netherworld. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how dogs work. He was like, "Oh, you're not going to feed me anymore. Exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll find a new source of bacon strips." <laughs> uh, so. Uh, forgive me if I get the order of things wrong, but they spend forever in this ATM arguing about whether they should do anything. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy knocks turns, out the heat. Knocks out the heating element using tools he found in the trunk of the hero's car. Mm-hmm. He also has disabled the car, and they just kind of hang around being yeah. scared for a while. There's one point where the hero runs for the car to get uh, to try and get it. He, he can't... He manages to lose his jacket and phone. Yeah, he he, he can't... But his, he can't phone, start the car. his phone was dead, right? It, he tries no, to get a Blackberry, well, he, he but he He tries to get just... her Blackberry. What I love is, he they, they're like, call the police, call the police. I'll get the phone. I'll try to get the phone. I'll call the police. And while he's he gets in the car, he... Uh, he gets the phone, the bad guy smashes the window, and they struggle. But while they're struggling, he looks up contacts on the yeah. phone, just and it says no contacts. Just, it's the simple, it's the, there's only one easier number to call, and that's zero for operator, and she could connect you to 911. Why are you checking her contacts? I don't know contacts? they do things in Winnipeg. Oh, I better check it. I better call. make sure that she doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I better call Alice Eve's job to make sure they'll know she's not coming in tomorrow. But she has no contacts. I better. She's call, a blank slate. Elliot. I better call her friends to see what she likes for her for the first date. Was she in on the whole thing? Maybe we'll find out later. Well, no, we won't. Anyway, we will. She wasn't in on it. So they're stuck in the ATM thing. They argue with each other. They're trying to get the police's attention by smashing the ATM and setting off some kind of alarm, but they can't quite do it. Doesn't it. work. A security guard comes by. They wave him down. He also decides to park. Hundreds of feet away from the ATM yeah. kiosk. After she, like, Alice Eve has written help on the wall and lipstick, they're all waving at him. They're yelling. Yeah, and he decides to park equally and far he's away like, and walk what? slowly. I can't hear you. The bad guy hits him with a tire iron and kills him. 
Yeah. Multiple As, times, not just one time. Kills him yeah, multiple times. Yeah. As Stuart says, <laughs> it's not a punk. He's not down. The one hit doesn't kill him. It knocks yeah. him down. But no, it takes, actually, the killer hits him way more times than he needs to. And it actually seems like the killer is, uh, like, overdoing it somewhat. But, uh, yeah, Stuart makes the point. Uh, you, you don't really want to root for anyone's death, but in the case of a fictional character, this is one fictional character who I mean, kind of deserves The security guard? Yeah. Well, he's bad at his job. He's incompetent. For all you know, he might have had a fictional family. If he had been I feel good bad at his job, everybody <laughs> else would have survived. Not, yeah. the, not the dog guy. He would have been dead. He was already dead. Unless he's playing dead. Okay, long story short, they try another couple gambits. The douchey guy says, I'm just going to run for it. He starts running and then gets knocked over by an invisible tripwire that mm-hmm. the bad guy set up. Uh, and the bad guy stabs him. Although he makes it back to the kiosk before he dies. And they're trying to keep him alive. Uh, you, 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 you forgot one major point, which is in between times, another guy wearing an identical parka oh, right. just stumbles into the ATM and they, and they murder him. And, yeah, they and use the ATM for its normal purpose. The heroes use the chain that would be attaching pens to a desk <laughs> to strangle this man to death. The thing that's known famously <laughs> to, to for, <laughs> for not being able to secure a pen is able to strangle this to man. Paraphrase, to paraphrase Christopher Walken, the chain is going to break. <laughs> That's from Dead Zone. Although it sounded more like Woody Allen in Dead Zone. <laughs> what a movie Woody, that would have been. <laughs> Woody Allen's Dead Zone. I'm eventually I'm going to fall in love with my, uh, I, my I, surrogate look, child. I'm gonna... I, shook, I shook your hand and I saw you uh, with, a, with an, a woman that I think you shouldn't be sleeping with. <laughs> it was very erotic, but maybe I should warn you about the future. I just don't think she's right for you. I think that maybe you should look into somebody else. I, touched, I don't know. I touched your shoulder and I saw you cheating on, on Marie, but Marie's a wonderful woman. Why would you do that? I like Woody no, no, Allen's no, The not, Dead Zone. I'm not, I'm not playing this game with you guys. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You know you want to do it. You know you want to do it. You know you want to do it. I touch. I touched your shoulder and I saw you, you you're going to pass away and then there's nothing there's nothing afterwards. It's just what I, we have here, we got to make the best I of was, it. I was shaking hands with a man and <laughs> I saw him reading a copy of Ulysses and then setting it aside and never picking it up again and then telling his friends he had read Ulysses and I, he's lying to his friends. He barely got 50 pages into Ulysses. I don't know what to say, whether to warn him not not to pick up the book because he's not going to enjoy it, not going to get it. Warn his friends that they're lying to him, He's, he's that he's going to lie to them. I just, it's a real dilemma. And I guess, should I, is there anything? Is there a God? Do we, does he, anyone watch us? I shook Do we hands with a man. I saw him I, going, he was, he was going to his therapist and he had a duck on his head and it was just absurd. I don't understand Dan, it. Dan, you got a gun around here? Or, uh, <laughs> okay. Or cyanide pills or something? <laughs> One of those cyanide teeth they have in Dune? You know, Groucho Marx just once said, I, I touched him an elephant and foresaw him in my pajamas. And like how he got in my pajamas in the future, I'll never know. Because it was just a flash of the future very briefly. That's not even one of the Groucho Marx jokes that anyone here in quotes. <laughs> Where did we leave off? I shook my own hand, and I saw a run of films that could only be described as embarrassing. (laughs) There was one called uh, uh, Whatever Happens, and one called Anything Else. Whatever Happens? Wait, wait, what is it? I think it's Watch What Happens Live. (laughs) Yeah, it was called Watch What Happens Live. I think it was called Anything Else. Anything. And then Whatever Works. Anything Goes, and (laughs) it was called. And Any Which Way But Loose. (laughs) 
Whichever way you want. Woody <laughs> Allen's any which way but loose. <laughs> Clyde, we, we've got a, Clyde, we've got that double date with that blonde orangutan and her friend. I, I, we really don't have time to get in a fight with these bikers. I have very fragile bones. I, it was, I, perhaps don't give the finger to those truckers. <laughs> I'm not one for fighting. I'm more of, a, more of an erotic specialist. Woody Allen slash Fireside Theater is not insane or anything you want to. That was what it was called. Yeah, that's what it was. But um, yeah. no, they, they kill this guy. Woody Allen's Cannibal Holocaust. Because is there a need to kill the turtle on camera? Because I, it's, it makes me a little squeamish. I don't eat meat <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so they kill. Is this there any innocent... way to confirm that this turtle was a killer? <laughs> so they, that I would feel justified. So they use the chain to to strangle this guy. And he's an innocent person, but the only way to find that out is they kill him, and then they look up, and the killer is still outside mm-hmm. watching them. We never find out Could a single a thing about this guy. He is literally... They might as well, well have strangled a mannequin. I mean, yeah, yeah, it it could have been a clone. Of course, the first thing they do is open his wallet. Yeah. There's a shitload of kids' yeah. pictures. You know what? Maybe they, maybe they were being stalked by Jamie Madrox, the ma- multiple man, <laughs> and he stomped his foot, and a second but killer sure, came you don't, out. You don't, you don't know that those were his kids. Maybe they killed a child molester. You don't know. Exactly. Maybe they have they, to tell themselves they, that. Yeah, they took a... So they, they can feel better at night. Yeah. Unfortunately, of course, they don't have to feel much better because the guy who was... After this, the douchey guy is stabbed. He dies. I mean, they get it over. Uh, the bad guy somehow arranges to be flooding the ATM kiosk. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how he does... This is a, it's an air, airtight... He's, he's putting water waterproof. through the air vent, and it's an airtight kiosk, so it's filling up, of course, with cold water. They're mm-hmm. super cold, burr. Yeah, he st- blocks the door with uh, oh, and a he, car. He pushes their car so that it blocks yeah. the door and they can't get out. Now, here's the, the thing. The guy who's been stabbed dies of hypothermia. The other thing is, they find out halfway through the movie that they thought the door was locked, you need a debit card to get in, but it turns out it's not. The killer could walk in at any moment. The killer never learns this, never walks in at any yeah. moment. That is never it paid off. Like, yeah, it's would... totally stupid and unnecessary. Uh, so yeah. it's supposed to add to the tension. It doesn't. So there would've been, it would have been great if then there were a bunch of scenes of the killer reaching for the doorknob and then shaking his head like, what am I, an idiot? Of course it's locked. <laughs> no, wait, maybe I'll just try it. No, then I'll look stupid. Or like a scene after the movie ends where he like goes back and checks the door. He's like, ha, what? I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> All that time. I wasted a whole night on this. Anyway. Or I'm like looking through a wallet from a guy he killed and not finding an ATM card and like howling at the heavens. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgiving gods, you don't give me an ATM card. So they manage, long story short again, the Alice Eve and the good guy, barely. He's killed an innocent person by this point mm-hmm. because, really, who's the monster now? Yeah. <laughs> who's the real murderer? Uh, they Society. managed to start all a, to sleep with one woman. They managed to start a fire, and in a, that's why I did it. Right? Yeah, killed that guy to yeah, sleep with. Yeah, because desire is the ultimate price. <laughs> you know, the ultimate <laughs> aphrodisiac. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> sleep with desire the is the ultimate aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah. That's the dumbest tautology <laughs> ever. That's the Salmon King movie poster. <laughs> because tagline. sex is the ultimate erotic. <laughs> Because fire is the ultimate burning. Because <laughs> boobs are the ultimate breasts. <laughs> oh man, let's you're writing all these down, right? Yeah. Because there's no better place to sit than a chair. <laughs> uh, turning me on. There's guys. no greater blindness than when your eyes don't work. <laughs> okay, so they managed to start a fire in a trash can and using all the deposit slips and that's they managed to <laughs> they have a bow and a stick <laughs> they find they have a lighter and they light it they that they Do you think there's like homeless people who are used to making steel drum fires everywhere watching this movie being like you're doing it wrong watching this movie being like i wish i was outside desperately trying to warm myself around a drum fire a barrel fire it's not. It's a barrel. It's not a steel drum. They didn't steal it from a calypso musician. <laughs> a fire in it. 
Every time I hear it, it's my drum. Why are you lighting a fire in it? I went up to go get a daiquiri and I come back and my drum's gone. It's so warm here. We're on the beach. Why did you light a fire? Anyway. Uh, you're already too warm in that parka. Back to the movie. The bad guy is just watching this as they use the uh, the fire to set off the fire al- smoke alarm. The sprinkler goes off and the fire alarm. Great, that's going to notify the police. And then, by the way, they, like this bothered me in a movie full of stupid things. It really bothered me that they light a fire in a metal garbage can and then they're just holding it up. Uh, to the sprinkler system, as if that wouldn't be burning their it. hands desperately. Because metal conducts heat. Yeah. Physics 101, my yeah, friend. Yeah, but it's really cold. Maybe it's just warming their hands no, up a little bit. That's a good point. No. That's a good point. No. Well, by that point, let's... let's We're say talking about the, the waterproof let's say they, room. Let's, let's say their, they hands, super their hands. hands are so numb from the cold that they don't feel it at that point. Yeah. How about that? Okay, and it's the strange fine. magic ATM kiosk where after they take all of the paper uh, bank deposit slips, slips, there's still some. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very basic continuity error, error uh, where they take all the deposit slips out of a out of a holder on the wall, and then they cut back and it's full of deposit slips again. It's this magic bottomless deposit slip yeah, they're, cabinet. They're trapped in a Mobius strip of an ATM. Uh, they light the fire, but while they're doing that, the girl loses her, Alice Eve loses her balance, hits her head on a cabinet, and dies. Uh, they, <laughs> Goodbye, the, Alice Eve. The killer then used, slams the security guard's car into the car that he was blocking the door with, smashing in the front of the ATM thing. The hero walks out, makes, he's why made a Molotov, he's made a, the, I, I don't know, to add insult to injury, he's made a Molotov cocktail out of a bottle of liquor that the douchey friend had brought with him, and the it looks like it looks like the killer is just sitting in his parka in a camping chair he found in the hero's trunk, watching this happen. The hero just throws that Molotov cocktail at the seated figure; it bursts into flame. That was the body of the security guard. Uh oh, who has his mace on him, which explodes and sprays the face of the hero, and the bad guy's just watching. The police and I mean, the fire trucks loving, arrive. He's loving this. He's part. he's mm-hmm. loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. He's loving it. He's had his break today. <laughs> the police finally arrive and arrest the gibbering hero, whose mad ramblings don't square with the dead bodies around him and the lack of a murderer. And then in the morning, then well, no, but we cut to a bunch of uh, ATM security footage. None of oh, which well, shows the killer. The police investigate for a long time. Not really. And, uh, yeah, all the ATM security camera footage just shows them fighting inside the ATM, killing a guy, and then breaking the camera. But, the but what killer, about the real killer? The killer, real killer is never on camera, and we see his secret because earlier in the movie we saw a shadowy figure drawing diagrams on transparencies of a parking lot. Transparency diagrams of a parking lot. He goes back to his storage locker, which takes about an hour of him walking down a hallway, <laughs> and inside is his evidence lair, where he's planning... It's an evidence dungeon, TM, Stuart Wellington. He did... He did <laughs> I didn't want to pay royalties, so I called it an evidence lair. <laughs> sure. And because he works in there, it's his office. It's not just like a storage I mean, place. it's still a dungeon. It is a storage he place. Probably keeps it's an evidence home office. <laughs> it's an evidence storage uh, place turned into a home office. <laughs> and he has... It turns out he heavily researched where the cameras would be pointed, so they'll never catch his image, and he's plotting another ro- mm-hmm. attack on a mini-mart. The perfect crime. Oh, we man. see him plotting it for 20 minutes, <laughs> and then the movie cuts to black. It's like a shitty Kaiser Soze. <laughs> and so, basically, I would say this would have made like a really strong student short film. Yeah, if, if there was it, almost nothing in it and it was, like, it was like 12, 12 minutes, minutes long. <laughs> and then, but it's been stretched to a ha- an hour and a half. The characters are all super bland. It's super boring. Everybody <laughs> operates under the strangest logic. Can Everyone we... in the movie, you have to assume, inhaled like a ton of carbon monoxide earlier and it caused brain damage. And so they have no idea what they're doing at any moment. There are two things that bother me like 
the most. Well, Alice, you've never took your clothes off. Well, yeah, I know sure. you're worried yeah, about that. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, I mean, even the on, Star, Star Trek, Trek Into Darkness, TM. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, the the beginning TM and the end, for terrific movie. The beginning and the end bothered me <laughs> almost the most. Number one, the beginning. Like, I feel like if you're gonna make this kind of movie. You have to have the sense of like these are interesting. Now, what characters. kind of movie do you mean? A crappy movie? Well, no, a movie where like something some happens, like, people are there. <laughs> no, some crazy <laughs> external force like blows into people's lives, okay. ruining it. A, a random engine of chaos suddenly yes. attacks innocent people for no reason. Right. And, yeah. If you're going to do that, you have to give the sense that these people have lives outside of the frame of the movie. They were going to go on a date. They wanted make pizza. Them interesting, yeah. As people, and I saw you know, movie, they shouldn't just be like random, boring jackoffs. Right. Here's what we know about the hero. Okay, yeah. The hero lost a guy's money at work, has a crush on his coworker. He's got and, a great haircut. And he, there are mm-hmm. two different types of pizza he likes at this one pizza place. There's a garlic and mushroom, and there's a pepperoni. That's all what you need. That's you three need, things. Dude. Douchey guy. He's douchey. Mm-hmm. He doesn't carry a lot of cash he with him. He probably smells. He likes to drink, and he probably smells. <laughs> or at least wears things. cologne. Okay, Alice Eve, we know she's, she's a girl. <laughs> she ha- is getting a new job. She's and, very nervous And she's nervous because she tells people that. Yeah. Three things. All right, I guess I'm wrong. This was a good, great movie. <laughs> and the killer, you know he owns a parka. You know he owns a some kind of wire that he uses to trip people with. Yeah, he makes a tripwire thing. Some kind of wire. And that he rents what a, is that, like and a, that he rents a storage compartment. Oh six gauge? What also, is that? He knows exactly when people are going to be uh not carrying their phone around or mm-hmm. when their phone's gonna run out of juice. That's yeah. what they, that's the term they use. Yeah. He's got magic juice. fucking psychic powers. So what's the other so the first thing you is know, these I, people are cardboard characters yeah, with no sense. And I just want to say like I, I mentioned to you guys I watched a movie called Black Rock recently, which was like basically yeah, Picnic a, at Black Rock. a female version of Deliverance. Uh but that movie had a good uh ability at she should have called it She Liverance. Yeah. <laughs> the women <laughs> and in then that, the tagline would have been Deliverance got just got ladier. <laughs> But, the, like, the people in that movie seemed like they had an existence beyond the frame, and they had sort of an interpersonal relationship that was uh, punched up by the, the stress that they were then put under. Uh-huh. It's not a great movie, but it's a movie that I feel like shows up the problems with this movie. But also, the ending just drives me up a wall. This movie it was like, oh, man, total twist. They think that he killed the guy. Now, like, what but- do the police think? Why do they think that they're just hanging out in this ATM kiosk for hours on end before anything starts <laughs> yes. happening in the freezing cold like this is not like snapped any cursory investigation yeah maybe that's it he lost all that money so now open they think and he's cl- open and shut case and yeah. now they have uh the other the other thing is that they have no evidence connecting him to most of the murders <laughs> i mean his fingerprints are on the blade that killed his friend the be- screwdriver? Because, was it a screwdriver? I think so. Because he tried to pull it out at one, or he was going to try to pull it out. Uh, but, like, yeah, there's no, like, they don't have a strong case. But he's probably gone insane as going to go to a sanitarium. But the twist ending was, hey, this killer is going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, at a mall. Maybe near a Burger King. You don't know. Wherever ATMs are or found. like that this killer planned what he was doing yeah. great okay like that's not a twist <laughs> that's a given so do you think in like the sequel they're gonna have to find that guy in prison and be like these people are stuck in this thing and you know about it you gotta help them <laughs> you're the only one who can help us you're yeah. the only guy who understands atms and it's gonna be called a2m Mm-hmm. That's what the number T stands two. for? No, no, it's just A, the number 2M. What's that? Is that like a place you can go? It's just a, it's just a second movie. Oh, okay. You know, like, uh, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, or... Uh... Well, another movie that kind of uses this formula uh, that I previously recommended was Frozen, about two guys and, you're, and a girl stuck out a... In a pizza <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> a frozen pizza stuck place. in a pizza on a, place on a frozen chair and lift. they've got to eat all that pizza 
But at least that movie featured a guy jumping off a chairlift and totally smashing his legs yeah. off. Well, and some super ferocious I mean, there, there are movies where people are st- stuck in small places and they're scary. And I have to yeah, say, like, they don't need a force of nature in the form of a creepy guy in a park. Or even if they do, like there's something scary about being trapped and at the mercy of a killer, but when there's so many stupid things that like to get into this trap they had to do 10 stupid things yeah like and it's hard for you to think that could be me in there now i'm scared about maybe, it maybe, if it's like well i'm not going to do that stupid shit maybe we're underestimating this movie maybe all that stuff with Alice Eve and the uh, hero at the beginning was to show how stupid these two are <laughs> so we're like oh okay these idiots now we feel bad we feel bad for they them. shot all that later they're like these characters are doing stupid stuff we better lay the groundwork that they're dumb <laughs> But also, like <laughs> they have the minds of children, feel bad for them. <laughs> that you were expecting at some point. Uh, I don't know. They want to have this like faceless killer who is like you're scared because you don't know anything about him and why is he doing these things. But even he comes off as just kind of like blandly going through the motions of being a killer. Yeah, like, there's it's, nothing it's charismatic like this is his about job his job or something. There's neither, like, nothing well. charismatic or mysterious about his parka, you know. <laughs> and there are times when you see his eyes, and he just looks kind of bo- like just kind of bored, like he's just watching whatever, you know. I'm off to terrorize another group of. Uh, yeah, he doesn't get any like weird sexual satisfaction out of it, or well, maybe he does. We don't What's know that. What's his deal, man? He takes some money at some at one point. There is a point where they take five hundred dollars, a pair of earrings, and a watch, and they put it in an envelope and then throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, here, you can have it. Just let us go. And I think he takes it, but then he just kills them anyway. <laughs> that was one thing funny that I remember you said during the movie was that uh, you would have liked it if when they were throwing the money at him, the wind just picked up a money and blew it <laughs> and blew away. And they went, um, and then ran back into the ATM and he chased them. <laughs> they tug at their ties. Or a bird flew by and <laughs> took the envelope, <laughs> like just packed the envelope out of his hand and flew away with it. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, rain check? <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Here's another way to do this movie, is if the killer is just setting it up to make the people inside lose their wits and kill each other. That's another way you could go with this. But, like, it seemed like the movie was kind of trying to hint at that, like the part where they kill the innocent person, where it's like... The monster within all of us. Yeah, like, oh, who's the real monster? Well, they thought it was the person who was trying to kill them the whole time. (laughs) It, It didn't... The, you like no you kind of you kind of wondered if the people who had watched this knew what a scary thing was or like what made something scary. I mean, mm-hmm. the dialogue was sparkling though. Like maggots, the characters right? constantly like just maggots. stating how they were feeling. <laughs> yeah, maggots are what's scary. Maggot, the X Men character. His his stomach's on the outside. I thought this was fried rice. Maggots, Michael, you're eating maggots. <laughs> uh, but so, I can't look, beat your bike. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Santa Clara, I can never stand. What's All the that? damn vampires. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's the frog brothers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really brothers. Or frogs. <laughs> Double you lied disappointment. To me. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me, movie. You told me there'd be frog people in this. I'll just go play Battletoads. <laughs> That'll give me the frog people I crave. <laughs> Until that fucking people- motorbike... Level which won't be able to, I won't be able to get past that. <laughs> you know, that's the you hardest just gotta one. jump at the right time. <laughs> just go, just, just watch Hell Comes to Frogtown again. <laughs> yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper in his second so you just greatest keep role. Jumping from disappointing frog entertainment. <laughs> there are frog people in that at least. Yeah. It's not like he goes to Paris. <laughs> I'll just watch uh... Michigan J. Frog in one froggy evening. <laughs> It's got the courage of its convictions. I'll just watch John Carpenter's The Frog. Uh, the Fog? Oh, man. 
Okay, so oh, frogs with Ray Moland. So this movie, yeah, this movie. Uh, it's hard to know what to say about this movie other than it's like barely a movie. <laughs> like there's not a lot of movie there. <laughs> there's not a lot of there in this movie. Yeah. I'm imagining now like a early like a 1970s uh, commercial or early 80s was it? Like where's the movie? <laughs> <laughs> where? Clara Peller wants to know where the movie is. Other other movie producers don't give you much movie. There's a uh, there's a yeah, there's like because not a lot happens yet. It takes up time. It's at, <laughs> it like, sure does take up time. Like if Andre Tarkovsky had directed this, I'd be like, okay, it's really slow and boring. That's what he does, and he's trying to tell us something about the nature of time. But as it is, it's just like, oh, so those characters are still staying in that ATM, huh? It's another another shot of that bowling alley right next door, huh? <laughs> By the way, a three million dollar movie. One of the things I like <laughs> takes about this place movie, in one ATM kiosk. <laughs> the movie will occasionally fade to black and then fade back up again. Yeah, there are commercial breaks. <laughs> it's like. I gotta make that three million dollars back. Look, we know you're not. You need to use the bathroom, but you don't want to miss a thing. So we'll fade to black. You pause it. Use the toilet and come on back for more ATM. We'll tell you when to pee. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's a, it's a mo- it like, and this movie cost how much, Stuart? Three million dollars. <laughs> it's. Oh, I'm gonna what tell was you the, what was the domestic box office, Elliot? How much was it? About hundred thousand. Hundred and ten thousand dollars. Here's my assumption. All that money went to filling the ATM so that it was realistically full of money. <laughs> they had to imagine it was. It's full. really hard, you know. It's really hard to play the part if I know this ATM doesn't have any money in it. So well, I guess we'll raise three million dollars in backing and just fill the ATM with that. All right. Well, let's uh, quickly uh, go through our uh, Shocktober final judgments, which are was this movie totally scarifying? <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Scarily, scarily horrifying. Was it totally snorifying, <laughs> or was it frighteningly funny? Frighteningly good, bad. <laughs> Sure. What do you have to say? Wait, wait. What? What's the? Wait, totally I'll take this one? one. I'll take this one. Never has has a movie better fitted the phrase "totally snorifying." <laughs> yeah, I agree. This movie was totally snorifying. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Just there was it was snorifying in its totality. Uh, it was a hundred percent Snoresville. All right. Well, let's take a brief. If you want to sleep, <laughs> but you don't want to wake up. ATM. Uh, let's take a brief break uh, for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back in a moment with more Flophouse. We've got a new sponsor, Frank and Oak. Now, what is Frank and Oak? Imagine you're going someplace where you don't want to wear your Flophouse t-shirt. I know it's hard to imagine, but hear me out. You might want to try Frank and Oak. It's an incredible Montreal-based creative workshop that designs, manufactures, and curates a monthly collection of fine clothing and accessories. They make looking good easy and hassle-free. Frank and Oak's small crew handles every detail of the experience, from curating the online shop to designing the collections and working with the manufacturers to delivering the goods. Frank and Oak uses the highest quality cotton blends from the best mills around the world to bring you clothing with an uncompromised quality and an exceptional value. And with a new collection offered every month, their styles are always current and their clothing is always made with integrity. Frank and Oak's membership is free and they offer a personalized selection of products, plus a no-cost monthly at-home try-on service so you can try before you buy. Check out Frank and Oak on their website at www.frankenoak.com flophouse. That's www.frankenoak.com flophouse. Do you see anything you like? Use the coupon code FLOPHOUSE during checkout to get a 15% discount. Look sharp and help support our show by shopping with them. 
That's Flophouse at frankenoak.com slash Flophouse for a 15% discount. Hey, everyone. After these hey, messages, welcome back. we are right back. Eh? Uh, yeah. Anybody else watch cartoons when they were mm-hmm. kids? We did. Um, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> you might remember that <laughs> one, too. Is that a commercial or a cartoon? That was uh, a commercial. My get up and go just got up and went. Okay, these are just commercials again. <laughs> I'm talking uh, about animated bumpers that the network played mm-hmm. between the commercials and the cartoons. Yeah. It's like a trick. We'll be back to more Heathcliff after this. Yeah, there's <laughs> that the kind one of where the, the, uh, the, the fire hydrant yep. uh, sprayed, sprayed water the dog. on the dog that was going to urinate on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And the one where the horse fell on the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'll, if I can talk about my favorite bumpers, <laughs> they're ones that... <laughs> <laughs> they they're used to the ones that I might have talked about them before. I miss them when miss them on the X Files DVDs, which are when we when I would watch X Files when it first aired, and they'd have the bumpers that might have been only in my markets, <laughs> where they would say the X Files is brought to you by rolled gold pretzels. <laughs> and I used to have arguments with my college roommate over whether it was the same guy doing both voices <laughs> or whether it was they got two different guys, a scary voice guy and a goofy voice guy. Clearly, it was one guy. But uh, I he was miss- just really talented. But if I've ever watched reruns of the X Files on syndication or in DVD, I miss the <laughs> I really miss those bumpers. <laughs> the X Files is brought to you by Michelob Light. <laughs> like it's a football game or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, between uh, aliens and Broncos. What are we doing here? This has been the Nostalgia House, but now we're moving on to letters. Letters, a big old bag okay, of letters. I like it. Gotta open up that bag and dip in your arm and grab out a fistful of steaming hot letters. Yeah. Nice. That was smooth. That was smooth. Crooner voice that I wasn't yeah, aware of. A little too smooth. Letters, there's the letters, and the letters, and the letters. That's the, that's no, the, turn uh, down that noise. That's the death metal version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, Fuck. Pop, pop, I'm a pop star now. Yeah, I'm like sure. a Robbie Walliams. Yeah, yeah Robert, <laughs> Robbie Valium. Yes. Um, now, so, Stuart, is that your, what your new song's going to be about now that the Hascat song is burning up the charts? It's letters, yeah. It's, all, it's the letters bag. Deep in your letters box. Legend I, tells of a letter <laughs> rising from a blood red sea. Yeah. Oh, that's that's uh, plagiarizing <laughs> at this point. That's, that's all copyrights. Whoa, really two did. letters at once? <laughs> Mr. President, have you ever heard of a letter? <laughs> so, uh... Actually, before now that you bring that up, maybe before we get into the letters, yeah, uh, we should say this. Um, so we all we all got together. The three of us got together. Wait, uh, that, three, that, of today? three of us would be me, Dan McCoy, you, Stuart Wellington, and that guy Elliot Kalen, plus on the drums, fourth, uh, the fourth flopper, adjunct flopper, Hallie Hagland. We all got together uh, this last. Sunday to tape uh, uh, some things on video cassette. And why do we do this? <laughs> that sounds really creepy. <laughs> sounds Did we creepy. kill Hallie on tape? <laughs> no, what it is is um, a contest, <laughs> a non uh, poorly defined contest. This I one's like very this one. unpoorly defined. So we shot a bunch of uh, stuff in front random of random stuff. stuff. Some, some goofy make em ups and some posing and dance arounds. We, we shot it all in front of green screen. To the end that we are going to make this green screen footage available to you, the Flophouse fan. No extra cost. Uh, to make a music video. For the song of the autumn. the song of the autumn. Uh, he's the house, he's the house cat. cat. Uh, now, I don't now think we, that's the full title. What is the okay. title? I don't remember. I, I wrote it down somewhere. He's the house cat, parentheses, <laughs> theme will. from Arthur. <laughs> yeah. now, when you, now when you make this musical video. Uh, musical video. <laughs> you, you should, I can save you two letters there, Dan. <laughs> I, 
I want everyone who makes a music video to credit the authors of this, uh, Stuart Wellington and Alex Smith. Oh, Alex please, Smith. Yeah. Uh, but um, so what you can do is you can go to uh, Alex Smith's homepage. You can uh, download and what would that be? He's the house cat for fifty five cents. Alex Smith's homepage. Well, I'll throw up a link. Okay, <laughs> on the Flophouse website. Don't pressure and, him, dude. Uh, for all, the price of only fifty five cents, which is no money. You would throw that out if you found it in your pockets. Yeah. You can download. He's the house cat. Arthur's you song could buy of the, the song of, of the a hamburger with with that money. You could buy half a hamburger. It's um, a dollar menu. But uh, use the green screen footage, or don't use the green screen footage. But we we made it, so why not use it? Yeah, but make a your video. Make yeah. a music video for He's the House Cat. This is and your chance see... to be David Fincher before he got into feature films. I don't want to see you using this footage to like frame us into committing some kind of ATM crime. <laughs> no, we saw no, that. That's ass to mouth, is what I meant. Now. Ooh, the, oh. <laughs> Try not to draw dicks on our faces or that kind of stuff. Don't At, use it in some kind of gypsy ritual where you can control our movements by controlling the... Uh, yeah, and make us thinner. Now, as of the date of recording, I'm not 100% sure of the link for the uh, green screen video, but we will have that up, it will be up at some on the Flophouse site, so keep checking that. And Dan, what's the prize of this contest? The prize is, number one... It's a, OP, number so urine. It's your classic oh. uh, choose a choose a movie for uh, us. They to get review. to decide what we flop. It's almost like a choose your own flop venture. And number two, you had a T-shirt. Nice. What T-shirt would that be? Like a the like a co-ed naked lacrosse T-shirt yeah, or like one, one of those Big t-shirt. Johnson shirts. Big, what's the other one I was going <laughs> to say? Johnson Enormous Johnson is his name. One of those Enormous uh, big Johnson. Dog, uh, one of those. Uh, what other shirts did they ban at my middle school? <laughs> <laughs> Huge Woody, I think. Huge Woody surfboards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so there you get, you get to win a t-shirt, you get to play God and choose what movie we yeah. watch, all for just having fun, making a music video, using footage and song yeah. provided. We know we got a lot of filmmakers in our audience. Heartbreakers. So, uh, <laughs> love takers. You know, let your... Bread bakers. Uh, creative juices flow all over us. Ooh, yep. All no. over Spray us. Spray us down. No. Spread it. Don't. Don't like it. So why don't you it. reach Spread into it. that fucking okay. mailbag, brother? <laughs> Sorry. I think we need a new song now that it's a mailbag segment again. <laughs> okay. How does this one go, Elliot? But wait. Oh, you want me to sing it? Yeah, I thought you were. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> la, 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 letters. <laughs> letters, 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 letters. <laughs> letters for Flavos, the letters for Flavos, the letters for Flavos, the letters for Flavos. Now read by Dan McCoy, read by Dan McCoy, read by Dan McCoy. Thank you. This first letter class up the joint. is titled it is? Pa- Passion Play and Swinging for the Fences. Dear Three Men and a House Cat, while listening to the Passion Play episode, I was struck with how similar the description of that film seemed to a movie I really loved, the Polish brothers' North Fork. Ah, hmm. Since your take on Passion Play ensured I would not be seeing that movie, it did strike me these two films tread on very similar ground, yet every misstep you mentioned <clears throat> in Passion Play seemed to be present in North Fork, only that movie worked for me. I realize I really enjoy it when a director shoots for transcendence and nails it. Other films I, I really think fill the bill in this regard are The Fountain. Sorry, The Fountain. I didn't know really, that. I yeah, like which that. landed for me, but for some is just insufferable. Yeah, most, I, I can think. see that. And The Sweet Hereafter and Exotica, which seem to be pretty universally loved, but criminally underseen. So his questions are, number one... Even though they're directed by Atom McGoyan, the only director to harness the power of the atom. <laughs> uh, have any of you seen North Fork? Did you enjoy it? Did it compare to Passion Play in a favorable or unfavorable way? And number two... Any recommendations for films of this nature that are willing to swing for the emotional fences and for you knocked it out of the park? By the way, I've seen Invisible Maniac, and while it had its charms, it came up short in the transcendence department. I disagree. Thanks, and keep up the great work. 
first and last name withheld. Whoa, by request. An anonymous Arthur Anonymous, <laughs> the the Batman villain known only as No Villain. <laughs> he never commits crimes, so they never catch him. <laughs> How can um, we catch? I have to admit, I did not like North Fork. I found it a little too precious, and I have not seen it. There, so it, I can't. Is that uh, is that the one where Elijah Wood plays the character North? No, that's yeah. North. <laughs> So wait, what are we talking about? There's a movie, North Fork. Uh, what about the movie with the superhero, uh, the 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 fork, the something fork? That's Mystery Man. What? I can't even remember. Anyway, uh, I didn't love that one, <laughs> but I will say that like Tree of Life for me reached a level of transcendence. And you shit, you you stole mine. Yeah, sorry. I I reached in your brain and pulled out the movie I knew you were thinking of. You're right. I did it on purpose, Dan. He, he called it. You'll have to say Cloud Atlas but, now. <laughs> but also, a movie I've mentioned before on the on the podcast, The Fall, I feel like achieves that for me, too. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, another one that I was thinking of that's not as m- maybe uh, bold in its formal uh, aspects, but is bold in terms of just being an unabashed melodrama, is I really like Imitation of Life, the Douglas Sirk movie. The second version of Imitation of Life, the 50s the, the, one. Yeah, the Sirk one, uh, which... You know, it it skirts along that edge of camp, but really like pushes the emotional content as far as it can go. But I really love that movie, and 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 all along those same lines, something like Johnny Guitar, I think, is very interesting. I don't know if that achieves transcendence, though. No, I guess I think I'm, you're talking about more the more movies that are just like big bold emotions that are well, not, they they make bold choices. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and are, are, are not unabashed. They that. don't hedge. Yeah, which I could, which I totally see in those. But in, in terms of a movie reaching for like a kind or of poetic grace, uh, like the Sweet Hereafter, I think works also. Although that's, that's a different type. What about you? Oh Stuart? man, I'm lost. I'm. Uh, I think all I can hope for is something that, uh, like a movie that completely loses me. Um, something like uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the mm-hmm. uh, coward Robert Ford. Something that like just completely absorbs me, and I I lose. Track of time, which is good because they're long movies. Um, in it, there's or like uh, like Carl Theodore Dreyer's movies. I feel like achieve that a lot. A movie like Ordet, which is slow, but and uh, but like achieves a achieves that kind of grace for me. But those yeah. are very heavily religious movies. On a similar Passion of Joan of Arc is a similar type of thing. Yeah, it's. T- I feel like there are some older movies that do it, but it's it's a tough thing to reach for because when you fail at it, as with Passion Play, and in my opinion, a little bit North Fork. It really thuds hard. It's a very hard thing to achieve and and pull off because it's so delicate. It's like a gossamer thread made out of angel's hairs. It's like and a delicious pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like getting just the right cavatelli. This next letter is titled Loose Ends, and it starts Dear Flop Floproth Nocta. Loose readings. Floproth Nocta. <laughs> What the fuck Dweller in the films beyond the quality. Metal band? <laughs> it is now. I mean, come on. Sounds kind of like Take it. a little moment. Know, uh, take a moment. Okay. Floproth Nocta, Dweller in the films beyond quality. That mm-hmm. would be your name if you were one of the great old ones. Okay, I like uh, that. I like, yeah. Just yeah, to say we're not. We should maybe, stop uh, maybe, jerks. Maybe Stuart's uh, <laughs> Nyarlathotep or some shit. Sure. Yeah. You have a thousand masks. Given your, <laughs> given your fondness for this is the last episode ever jokes, I started thinking about the various loose ends you have been left hanging mm-hmm. over the course of your hundred plus episodes. Not Stewart's tightest end I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Here are a few questions I think you should answer so as not to leave Crack the fans that end. wondering. <laughs> okay, questions for us. Let's answer them. For Elliot, Uh-oh. number one, 
What is the right Ray Dennis Steckler movie to watch? You once told us it wasn't the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies, but never said what we should watch instead. And number two, what exactly is wrong with Cannibal Holocaust? Aside from the obvious, animal slaughter, sub-porno acting, goofy soundtrack, artless nihilism, and racism. I mean, those are all pretty good reasons not to watch Cannibal Holocaust. I think it also, I'd sum it all up by saying no, re- no redeeming value whatsoever in terms of gut appeal, thrills, meaning, or plot, technique, or anything. What about the car chases? In can- Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> All right, double back. You think of Carnival Holidays. <laughs> All right, now, double- and and as for Ray you know Dennis that's Steckler. a very good question. I don't know that there are any 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 Ray Dennis Steckler movies that are worth Not watching. Rat Finka Boo Boo. Uh, it's so, I want Rat Finka Boo Boo to be so much better than it is. I'll tell you what. Okay, Rat Finka Boo Boo one because the title is great because it's based on a typo, <laughs> and two because there is one long sequence where you're just watching a woman's butt as it walks down the street, but it is. So it's that's you want, what that's what cinema was invented for. I remember for years wanting to see Rat Finka Boo Boo, and they finally aired it on TCM. I TV'd it. I was so excited, and finally watched it, and I was so bored out of my mind by it. So, but I, if you're gonna watch an, a uh, a cash flag movie, as Ray Dennis Steckler also c- credited himself as, then fine, Rat Finka Boo Boo, it is. <laughs> All right, uh, now the questions for Stewart. <clears throat> number one, number one, does the fact that Disney owns Marvel. Bring us closer or further away from answering all your questions about the relationship between Howard the Duck and DuckTales. And number two, <laughs> which boobs are best? <laughs> well, uh, Howard the Duck, uh, the, the mention of Howard the Duck brings boobs into stark relief because duck <laughs> boobs are not best. No. Wait, you didn't ask if duck boobs were best, right? No, but that is the creepiest part of Howard the Duck <laughs> okay. when you see the duck boobs. Uh, yeah, I mean that yeah, is... way creepier than a woman sleeping with a duck. <laughs> I think it is creepier than that. I don't know. And his weird I mean, duck he's a, he's a man duck. Amanda Uck? <laughs> yeah. He's Amanda Uck. So, yeah, I mean... I <laughs> Poorly we, named uh, porn star, Amanda <laughs> Uck. I thought we all assumed that Duckburg was on the duck planet. I have to, yeah. I mean, and all, sure. well, there's a bunch of other animal people on there, too, like the Beagle Boys. And yeah. I mean, everyone except else. Howard everyone. the Duck believes that er, for, on his world everyone's a duck. He's never met the Beagle Boys. May, he maybe lives in the town he's in. Like what? It's duck, a fucking segregated situation. Oh, I see. So it's like Johannesburg yeah. with ducks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they have a complete internet shutdown, so he doesn't know what it's like on the other side of the planet. <laughs> so, so you're saying it's like Pyongyang but ducks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the Which second one, uh, awesome ones. The correct answer is my wife's. Wait, my wife. Wa- oh. Ooh, wow. Dan's wife's? <laughs> no. Hey, when we just left, uh, stopped no, talking, no, no, I was no, talking no. about Dan's wife's boobs. <laughs> it's supposed to be seamless. And Dan, what questions are there for you? Uh, now you can make the edit right before I say, and Dan, what questions are there for you? And Dan, what questions are there for you? Dan's uh, wife's boobs. Oh, <laughs> it's not a question, merely boobs. Dan? So. Daniel? Daniel. For Dan, the questions are number for one. For Dan's, I'm seeing quadruple. <laughs> Why are you so sad? I think the answer is that your two best friends also annoy you. And every time you see them, you start questioning all the choices you've made that led to you having to listen to Elliot <laughs> endlessly improvising dumb songs or Stuart rhapsodize about his penis. But I'd like some confirmation of this. Upgraded yeah. to best friend status, yeah, by the great. way. Yeah, Woo! we did it. And to be honest, Dan talks about Stuart's penis more than Dan. Than All the does. time. Uh, these days. N- <laughs> number two, what criteria do you use for picking letters for the mailbag? My efforts to reverse engineer the process through pseudonyms and fraudulent emails are taking too long. Yours and flop. Lawrence... <clears throat> Hierophant of the First Church of Floppiness. 
Um, I think the first thing you should do is title it penis enlargement guaranteed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, number one, why am I so sad? This is a this is a tough one because I have, by all accounts I have a pretty good life. You got a great life. You got a high paying television great writing friends. job. Yeah. Great married, friends, great wife. Your apartment's shitty, you're but otherwise you're super You got funny. a fat mean cat. I think it's probably chemical. Your knee hurts. Yeah, you know you got a lot of reasons to be mad. Uh-huh. No, it is chemical. Yeah, uh, he drinks I sad wor- juice every day. I worry day. a lot. Yeah, that, that I think that's inherited from my parents. Oh yeah. So is this your therapy cast? <laughs> I mean, the guy asked. <laughs> is this WTF? All so, of a sudden? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah, WTF's yeah. the question I'm asking. <laughs> I'm what the fudge is happening here? Uh, what if two. WTF was a fudge tasting <laughs> show? <laughs> Every week they taste a different fudge. It's called What the Fudge. He has uh, he has listeners call in and shout that into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the criteria. Do you hear the last episode with Iggy Pop? It was great. <laughs> Iggy Pop really reveals a lot about what kind of fudge he likes. Uh, what criteria do I use to choose the letters? Um, I, if it's funny, I choose it. If it asks an interesting question, I think that would spark debate. I choose it. If it's from my brother, for some reason, you choose those. Yeah, Always. I like to frustrate Elliot with that. And if it's short, I tend to choose it. So there you go, listeners. He hasn't Don't. written in a while. Yeah. Should we, a little we should, too are we, are we candy manning okay? in right now? I'm worried that we are. <laughs> is he fine? Maybe, are Maybe you he's, sure he's still alive? He I'm sure he's still alive. Uh, that can't be it. Okay. Because <laughs> that would give me a <laughs> reason a, not to ride into a... Vo- oh, wait. Is this a busy sports time? <laughs> yeah, it could is be. Is there a lot of sports right now? Because then maybe that could be Dan? Local, so, local sports enthusiasts. <laughs> local. <laughs> I do like local sports. I've been to several Cyclones games. Uh, this next letter is titled Frankenoak. Hey folks, great flapcast as usual. However, I feel like you guys, and Elliot in particular, missed a golden opportunity to touch upon and clarify a popular misconception. Not to sound too pedantic or anything, but the name Frankenoak actually refers to the clothing company currently sponsoring the Flophouse, and the correct title for the lumbering undead golem who delivers the shirts fresh to your door is in fact Frankenoak's monster. It's a small but important distinction. Also, both Dan and Elliot are in error. The name of the quasi-real paradise that the elves sail to is Valinor, <laughs> a.k.a. the Undying Lands. The Grey Havens, home of Sirdan, the shipwright, and founded by the elves of I think Galerian. it's Kyrdan, by the way. Whatever. It's, it's yes. a fucking made-up Sal- Tolkien Sal- language. your shame. <laughs> Following the wars against Morgoth was a location in Middle-earth that the elves sailed from to begin that journey. Not the destination, as Dan Ugh. so smugly asserted. I got that wrong because I was too busy remembering things that actually yeah. happened in the I'm universe. Really glad Wait, that, hold on, hold I'm on. really glad that your wives aren't hearing hold this on. so they're not totally ashamed of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, I mean of me and Dan. Yeah, not, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. not the destination, as Dan so smugly asserted. Drops mic and walks away. Fireworks, guitar riff, <laughs> eagle screech, fade to black, okay. savage last name with health. You want us I back. Think, you want us back. No, no. I think, yeah. I think you have totally misrepresented. Coolest nerd ever. Coolest the nerd coolest, ever. The coolness of correcting us on the Grey Haven. Coolest nerd ever. I don't think that you are walking away from an explosion in slow motion when you correct us on a matter of sure Tolkien is. lore. Sure he is. No. Anyway, I've already forgotten all the things he corrected us on because I don't care. Yeah, I blacked out the last. If you want, if you want, I said I was too busy remembering real stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. and real sex on HBO. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say I was too remembering busy remembering someone's wife's butt. (laughs) Well, you're just playing into the stereotype now. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I thought I'd lean in. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that book was about. yeah. Yeah. In the future, if you're going to write in a correction email, it should be about uh, Japanese dating sim uh, video games or something else that there's no way uh, our wives would know anything about. 
right? Because our wives are all wait, wait what? Like they know oh, a lot yeah, about huge Tolkien fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my wife's totally into Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it to her every night while she brushes my hair. <laughs> on my head okay that's an adorably oh now it's gross <laughs> so have you ever noticed that uh Stuart's wife feeds him a special food that keeps his pelt glossy <laughs> it's called the peanut butter solution <laughs> yeah that's isn't that the sherlock holmes story where he's snorting peanut butter yeah. and he has to see sigmund freud <laughs> Uh, uh, so this final letter of the evening is titled "How Is Your Knee?" It starts. <laughs> it's written by nobody because no one cares. <laughs> it starts. Hey, Elliot. Oh, uh, my knees are fine. <laughs> Don't listen to anyone else. More songs, please. Oh, thank you, Dan. Buck up there, kiddo. Stuart, keep fighting the good fight. P.S. <laughs> it was... I like it. P.S. Did somebody's grandpa write it? <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be slowly teasing out more details of the famed Flophouse slash fiction. Still somewhat timid? Try a Flophouse dirty limerick. In the air, the scent of tears still lingers. Brought forth by Stuart's cruel zingers. The cleanup begins. Everyone wins. Elliot licks chicken grease from Dan's fingers. <laughs> from the First World P- Privilege Hour. Well, thank you well, for that. Thanks. Is there, a, is there a button on this thing that erases the entire podcast? <laughs> no, no, no! I gotta say, I still feel bad about that poor slash fiction author who put so much work into it, and we Only were not appreciative. I have to live in the shadows. We are not appreciative. Thank um, you for the work you put into scaring us. Yeah, the haiku that was more that, that was, was more speed. It's not a haiku. What? It's not a haiku. That's true. Was uh, sorry. You, an Irishman, should know. <laughs> yeah. So we just read a bunch of fucking letters. We so that's the end of the now? podcast, no, 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 no. Now, right? Oh, guys, guys, October is over. No, October's trick or treating. Candy and skeletons. Put on all sleeping caps and tuck ourselves in. Yep, tuck ourselves into that. At that, what is it? A sardine can that <laughs> yeah, we, we all, all sleep in together <laughs> in our tiny mouse caps. A little bed made out of a slice of baloney. <laughs> Uh, no, there's one last segment. I woke up and my bed was gone. I had a dream I was eating bologna all night. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> there's the a entire t- bed could be made out of bologna. That's insane. <laughs> Before How I realized eat the bologna we were lying on. Before I realized you're making a stupid, uh, like a stupid joke about that stupid joke. Yeah. I thought you were making a stupid joke about penthouse letters. <laughs> Dear penthouse letters. I never thought this would happen to me, but my bed was made of baloney. <laughs> like, I guess this doesn't make sense, but let's keep reading because it might get hot Maybe later. Maybe there's sex in it. So I put mustard on the bed and I ate it. No, there's no, still. Well, let's this keep reading. Weird, but... We'll find out. <laughs> is this all euphemisms? I don't get it. Uh, I don't want to read anymore. Just publish it. Just put it in. Whatever. We got, we got comments. Reminds me of a joke Time that crunch. I either heard or wanted to tell. I can't remember. Uh, that I, if, if it's a joke I came up with or not, uh, which was I think I did, but maybe I stole it from somebody. It was oh I had I dreamed I was eating a giant marshmallow when I woke up. My wife had left me. <laughs> um, Sad joke. Anyway, so what do we do with this part of the podcast? It's over, right? Goodbye, everybody. No. Good night. Oh, That's the no, podcast. Oh, go on, start Wait, the car. We're all shocktober. Oh no, the car won't start. And yeah, there's run, a crazy parking guy staring okay, at us. Okay, let's get back in the ATM kiosk. Okay, let's get back in the podcast and record a little bit more. Okay, Dan, what do we do now? Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we recommend a movie that we actually enjoyed, and being Shocktober, if you can, perhaps a horror movie, but if you haven't seen one recently, or you can't think of one, I won't be a fucking bitch about it. I liked your welcome delivery there. 
Uh, so, Stuart, you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to start with a movie I don't think I've recommended yet. <clears throat> Head uh, of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Head of the invisible castle freak. <laughs> I've already recommended that. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie called Below, directed by David Twohey. Below? About bolo ties? Uh, I wish it was about Blow, bolo ties. starring be... Johnny Depp. <laughs> Uh, David Twohey, uh, the guy who directed Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, mm-hmm. at all. A perfect getaway. Uh, and Below is a uh, a submarine thriller ghost story question mark uh, with a great cast of uh, character actors, including uh, Bruce Greenwood, everybody's favorite Star, Star Trek captain from Star Trek, spoiler alert, Into Darkness. Uh, <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Williams is in it. Jason Fleming and uh, Zach Galifianakis has a great little role in it. Um, mm. It's a he it was co-written by Darren Aronofsky and Darren Aronofsky was supposed to direct it at some point. I don't know what kind of uh, style over substance movie that would have been if he directed it, but uh, it's it's a great little ghost story and it's claustrophobic and uh, yeah, I'd recommend it if that's a, if a submarine ghost story claustrophobic movie sounds good, check it out. So I watched a movie recently um, that... You want a medal for it? Come on, stop bragging. <laughs> yeah, where do you watch it? On a fucking plane? <laughs> Boom, Boom, high five. Uh, I watched a movie that Netflix recommended to me. On okay. a plane. And I thought, <laughs> sure, Netflix. Netflix on planes now? Netflix was like, watch this on a plane, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. uh, you seem to like watching movies on planes. <laughs> God damn it! I'm not. I I have seen a lot of movies on planes. So Netflix recommended a movie for you. Come on, we're not made out of time. Uh, I was like, (laughs) okay, Netflix, I'll play your game. (laughs) I'll see what you have for me. And I liked it. It was called American Mary. Uh, It was directed by a pair of twin sisters. Uh, I think they're called the Sroka Sisters. I'm not. I think I know why you watched that movie, Dan. Um, And it starred (laughs) Catherine Isabel. That's why. Of Ginger Snaps fame. Oh, which is she the older sister or the younger she's, sister? She's the older sister. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a. It's Dan a, and my Canadian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. She's from Canada. And it was in the Ginger Snaps movies. <laughs> it's an interesting movie because it, it, it finds a. It stakes out a place in horror that I haven't seen before, which was uh, it's about a woman who's in medical school studying to be a surgeon, and but she doesn't have any money, so she applies for this. Uh, job at a strip club, but before like she can actually uh, apply for the job, she gets roped into uh, performing surgery on someone in the back room who's been like beat all to hell. And from that point, she gets roped into this, this weird world of underground body modification. So it is this uh, sort of body horror film. Um, and it's an interesting, like it's a character study of this character. It's uh, this kind of a it's got this kind of arch sense of humor to it. It's also sort of a sexy movie, uh, but but no nudity. Catherine no nudity. Isabel doesn't do nudity. No nudity. But um, it's it's just it's an it's an interesting movie. It falls apart a little bit in the back half where like the movie loses focus. It turns into a very well. Like, it feels like at a certain point incident based film. At a, after a certain point, I feel like it it was like a Tales from the Crypt that just didn't end. Like yeah, it, it keeps going, going, and you're like. Really? Where's the Crypt yeah. Keeper? <laughs> crypt Keeper. Is, is it my turn? Do I go on now? No? Okay, I'll just... But I think... It's, I mean, I think it's... A... <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, oh, no. oh all right. I'll just... Because it, it seemed like we it's reached the comeuppance. So, really? Okay. It seems like not enough story for a full feature-length film, but okay. Just, it, surely it's over now. <laughs> no, well, no, boys... Oh, see, really? Okay. Wow. That's... But no, it's, a, it's it's an interesting movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. 
Uh, I will issue one uh, warning. If you're sensitive to such things, there is a rape scene in the movie. Ew. So just, you know. I am not a fan of those. If that's not your, you know, yeah. So just beware. But otherwise, I think it's a very enjoyable horror So not movie. one to pop in when I'm visiting the family. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. American Mary. I haven't seen any movies lately that I really loved, and I haven't seen any horror movies lately that I loved. i got to get into the October shocktober spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm Maybe gonna... we'll help you. With ATM, let's pop it in the DVD <laughs> <No>! player. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend, to make up for it, I'm going to recommend two movies I may have recommended before, but I'm not sure, but they're two of my favorites. First, I'm going to recommend... It's new, always new to somebody. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to recommend maybe the scariest movie I've ever seen to me, and that's... Oogie Loves. And that's Oogie, <laughs> Oogie Loves the Great Balloon Adventure, and that's Persona, Ingmar Bergman's tale of shattered psyches and the, the uh, malleability of human identity. It is a super creepo movie. Uh, it's more of for your, super creeps. For super creeps. If you're a super creep, super creep, you're super creepy. <laughs> if you're the ki- a creepy kind of girl, the kind they don't take home to mother, then. Uh, but it's it's a movie that is yes an art house film, but uh, I find it very frightening uh, and in a tense way too. Not just in a like, oh well, that's a crazy idea way. Uh, so like, oh, when you think about it, what it says about man's place in the cosmos is quite frightening. No, it had there's a visceral fear to it also and if you're more in the mood of a uh, spooky pulpy thing then i may have again recommended it before but in the mouth of madness uh my personal favorite sentiment sentimentally of john carpenter's movies it's the closest i feel anyone's really come to making like a real lovecrafty stephen kingy type story melding for the for the screen and, and it's got uh, a wicked opening guitar lick man <laughs> yes well of course john carpenter did the music so amazing. of course it's amazing but it's got a great cast you got sam neill jürgen Prochnow, david warner john glover charlton heston some tough ass dudes in there uh and it's a really fun creepy kind of silly movie uh with some some good creepy scenes so if you're in the highbrow mood persona and if you're in kind of a creepy fun mood in the mouth of madness well, that's it for uh, this edition, this Shocktober edition of the Flop This dead edition. Let's, let's hold it together. Of the Glop House. Guys, we got one more, though. Oh, boy. Shocktober's Yay! not over yet. We're, not, we're only halfway through the woods, and that's the scariest part, because we've got just as much to go as we have already been, and we barely made it this far. Mm-hmm. Full of super creeps. Okay. <laughs> I've been Stuart. Bye-bye. <laughs> Wait. Okay, was, that, was that Baby Stu, your new character? I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> and I will be Elliot Kalin now and forever, like cats. We'll see you in our dreams. Well, cat people or sleepwalkers? No, Cats the Musical, oh, now okay. and forever. It's demonstrating it. Well, it likes to be a compliment before it eats you. Yeah. Clever girl. Oh, well, thank you. Ow. <laughs> Clever. Easy, breezy, beautiful, clever girl.